Good morning, class. Good morning, Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. No matter what you're dealing with or how bad it is, how long it's been that way, nothing's too hard for the Lord. And nothing's impossible to those that believe. There is a part that we have. It's not just all up to God. And the just shall live by their faith and walk by each step by our faith. And the scripture said it's our faith that overcomes all this stuff that's in the world against us. But faith is not just some mysterious thing that God gives some to some people and some he doesn't. No, uh, when you're born again, you have a measure of the God kind of faith. And then it's up to you what you do with it. If you feed it and you use it, it'll grow. It'll increase. If you starve it and you don't use it, it'll diminish. And it'll just, you know, it won't develop. And so you won't grow. And that's why we have a faith school, is so that we can feed this faith, feed our spirit on a regular basis. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom, we've saved you a seat right here in the front. Turn everything else off, give this your full attention, not just me, give the Word of God your full attention and you'll get some amazing help and answers. Lord, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the utterance, the anointing, the supply of the Spirit, the help for right now. Uh, you know. Uh, we, sometimes we think we know what we need, but you actually know, and you know the answer already. So we ask you for these things, for the guidance and direction and help for today, ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts that can understand. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. If you would turn to our text in Hebrews chapter 3, uh, verses we've been looking at for a number of weeks now, in a series that we call Overcoming Unbelief. Verse 7, Hebrews 3, 7 says, Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear His voice, notice that's a condition, if... Harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness when your fathers tempted me, proved me, or tested me. They saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. They saw God's works, but they didn't understand his ways. And it's not because it was too difficult or complex for them to understand. They chose not to. They just, they refused to. And that's exactly how it is still today. 
I, I hear sometimes people foolishly say, well, there's no, no proof of the existence of God. Um, all of this came from somewhere. And you can't prove it didn't come from God. You weren't there at the dawn of creation. You, you weren't there at the forming of the stars and the planets and the galaxies. And, and you, can't, you can't prove God did not create human beings from the soil and breathe life into them. Uh, that's what the Bible says happened. And as a believer, I believe that. To me, it, that's it. My questions are answered concerning that. But you, you have to choose then every day what you're going to believe, what you're not going to believe, what you're going to trust, what you're not going to trust. He, he said, uh, I was grieved with that generation and said they always go the wrong way. They always make the wrong choice. They err in their hearts and have not known my ways. If you look at other scriptures, it talks about the ways of God being righteous or right and the ways of God being fair or just and the ways of God also are faithfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a faithful God. Amen. And uh, He's never lied to anybody. He's never broken His promise or commitment to anybody. Uh, the scripture says he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You can leave him. You can be unfaithful, but he will always remain faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, that's part of what he's talking about when he says, they, they have not known my ways. Well, when you know someone's ways, you know them. Right? There are people in your life that you've spent enough time with that you've learned something about their ways, what they like, what they don't like, what they do, what they don't do, how they do things, the way they think, talk, act, do. Uh, to know someone's ways is to know them. And that's what he's talking about. And, and, and faith is not... Uh, just a formula. You know, sometimes people have implied that. Well, you just do this and do that and say this and say that, and then it works. Uh, no, no. Uh, it is true that the law of faith works just as sure and even more so than the law of gravity. Uh, but faith is not a formula. Go ahead and say that out loud, class. Faith. Faith is not a formula. See, when we're talking about faith in God, we're talking about a relationship. We're talking about a communion and fellowship. To have faith in God means you trust Him. You, you trust Him. You, you count His words faithful and reliable. You trust Him. That's not a formula that you memorize, that's living trust. And it's always every day of your life, it's a choice. Am I going to trust him or am I not? Am I going to believe what he said or am I not? Just like with, with a human person, 
uh, it's a living dynamic. And you could have trusted this person, you know, repeatedly in times past, but today you could decide, well, no, I don't believe what they're saying. And you can, you can go another direction. And that's the way it is with God. But with God, it's impossible for him to lie. And he has never failed. So distrusting him, you have no reason for it. You have no justification for it. And it will always be a serious mistake. Why don't you say it out loud if that's your heart. Say, I choose, I choose to, trust to trust my God. He is, he is the, faithful the faithful God who keeps covenant, who keeps covenant and, does and does not lie and cannot fail. And cannot fail. I, trust I trust my God. My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, that's, that's not a formula, is it? That's not a formula. Say this. Do this, turn around three times. (laughs) Now you're laughing, but there are a lot of folks that they they almost see faith as as a formula, you know. And and sometimes, you know, teachers teach in steps, you know, three steps and five steps and, and what have you. And I understand that, but it's not a formula. It's not a formula. It's a living dynamic. It's a living trust with the living God who is faithful. He said, they, they haven't known my ways. And like we said, his ways are right, his ways are fair, and his ways are faithful. Faithful means you can have faith in them. Faithful means trustworthy, reliable. He goes on to say, verse 12, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Verse 15, he said, while it said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. And and verse 19 says they couldn't enter in because of their unbelief. The Amplified says they were unable to enter because of their unwillingness to adhere to and trust and rely on God. Uh, Their unbelief had shut them out. And uh, that describes it well in the Amplified because their unbelief was not the result of ignorance. Their unbelief was unwillingness, unpersuadableness. And the Bible calls that evil, an evil heart of unbelief. Go back with me if you would to uh, Numbers, the 16th chapter, and let's continue. We, uh, we've taken one by one these different events where this first generation of Israelites that God brought out of Egyptian bondage, they had an opportunity to trust God and demonstrate faith, but chose not to every time. And by the time, by the 10th time they did this, over in Kadesh Barnea, when the spies came back and brought, most of them brought back a bad report, and Caleb and Joshua brought the good report, by that time, the Lord said, how long will it be until this, you know, this evil generation believes me? How, how long? In other words, how, this is the 10th time now. Will it be number 11, 12, 15, 35? And the answer was, They're never going to change. 
It wouldn't matter how many opportunities you gave them. And that's exactly what's going on with the whole planet today. Everybody on the planet is in the course of their lifetime. You know, little children, they don't know the difference between right and wrong. But when you get to a certain point, certain age, and you can discern the difference, and you begin to see evidence of God, whether you acknowledge it or not, you begin to be conscious. And if you'll just be honest in your heart, you know you have a creator. And the Bible says deep calls to deep. And he is the father of spirits. And you are a spirit. Everything makes sense when you believe in God. Nothing, And you, you won't find the answers when you don't. But uh, in, in the when you come to this realization, it's still your choice. And everybody on the planet is giving, given multiple opportunities, sometimes over, you know, decades and decades, sometimes over 50 years, 75 years, whatever, 100 years. And uh, there comes a point where I don't know it, you don't know it, but God knows where a person is never going to change. And that's when they die lost. And sometimes people think, well, you know, you know, maybe if they'd have just had more chances. No, God knows. You don't know, I don't know, but he knows the end from the beginning. And I assure you, come the end of all of this, when human beings are judged and we, and we see who's saved and who's not, God will have been completely fair. And he will be, have been merciful more than you would have asked him to be. And you'll, you'll, have, you'll observe and see in this judgment that people had so many opportunities. So many. Most of them you wouldn't have known about. And you don't know God's dealings with people when they're laying on their bed at night. And, and you don't know what they've seen and what they haven't seen. But God does. And there comes a point where... People are never going to change. And that's sad. Because if you, don't, if you don't want God and you reject God, there's only one other place to go. And one other group to be a part of. And that's with the devil himself who will never change. You know, it's, if you read the book of Revelation, there's coming a time when the devil is going to be uh, chained up and thrown into the pit. For a thousand years. Now you know. After everything that's happened. Up to this point, And then after that. And you got a thousand years. To think about what you've done. <laughs> and the Bible said. He's going to be loosed. For a little season. And immediately. As soon as he's loosed. He goes to stir up rebellion against God amongst the peoples on the earth and, and instigates a rebellion and a defiance and a war. What does that prove to you? He's never, there's no salvation for him. There's no repentance. It wouldn't matter how many eons you gave him, how many millions of opportunities, he's not going to change. So what's the solution? Well, I don't want him living beside me. How about you? <laughs> and he's never going to change? No. So what's the solution? Separation. Removal. There will be the devil 
and his angels and those that reject God, they will be separated from us, thank God. They will be in darkness, uh, in the lake of fire, and there will be that complete separation. And it won't be God's fault. It'll be their choice. Can't blame God. But are you glad that you have chosen God? Huh? And that because of His grace and your faith in this, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Is anybody happy about that? Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, now's the time. Right now, this is one of those opportunities that we've been talking about, and you do not want to keep rejecting and putting off and rejecting. This world's a dangerous place. What if you get taken out today or tomorrow before you have another opportunity to receive Jesus? Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. If you've never done this or if you've gotten away from him and you need to come back, do it right now. I will lead you in a prayer. Everybody said out loud, Father God, Father God I repent. For being foolish, disobedient, making you wait on me, procrastinating, putting things off, forgive me for being so foolish. I acknowledge you are God, creator of heaven and earth, giver of life. Thank you for giving me life and existence. I acknowledge I have sinned and come short of your glory and perfection. But thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for letting him take my place. He died on the cross. He paid the full price. And he was raised from the dead. He was judged in my place but he's been justified on my behalf and I receive him as my Lord as my Savior as my Redeemer I receive everything Jesus has done for me thank you for saving me thank you for making me free Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to save yourself. You can't save yourself. You can't be good enough. You can't do enough good things to save yourself. If you could, you wouldn't need Jesus. You wouldn't need a Savior. That's why he had to come. But he did come. And because of what he has done, taking our place and paying the price, we don't have to save ourselves. We don't have to try to be good enough. All you got to do is what we just uh, did in the prayer. All you got to do is receive the free gift. Woo! Is that wonderful? Just receive the free gift of salvation, the free gift of of eternal life, the free gift of forgiveness and cleansing, the free gift of his very own righteousness, his very own holiness, his very own peace. 
Oh, somebody say, I receive. I, I, receive. I receive, I receive, I receive. And if you make a mistake tomorrow or the next day, you make a mistake. And you re- when you realize, man, I, I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. Don't go around and beat yourself over the head. The Lord didn't want to see you try to prove to him how sorry you are for the next five days or two months. No, no, no. He doesn't want you living in condemnation. But to get rid of the condemnation, you got to, again, got to receive. You got to receive. So if you mess up today, tomorrow, next month, whatever, immediately, don't wait, immediately confess it. Tell the Lord, say, Lord, I, I messed up on that. I, you told me not to do it, and I did it. And I knew better. I knew I should have done it, and I didn't do it. Whatever it is that you violated your conscience and light, admit it. Confess it. And say, Lord, I, I messed up. Uh, but don't stop there and don't wallow in, in self-pity and, and condemnation. Immediately receive your forgiveness. Amen? Amen. Immediately receive the righteousness restored. Immediately you say, Lord, I I messed up. Forgive me. And and I receive. Because he said, if you'll confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So you don't have to beg him and plead with him to forgive you. That's his idea. You don't have to wrestle with him, try to talk him into it. And it's not that he's like, like he's going to be mad at you for a few days and, until you can finally, you know, convince him to forgive you. No, no. Yet that was already put on Jesus. He already paid for it. And all you got to do is receive it. Somebody say receive it. Receive. All you got to do is receive your forgiveness Receive your cleansing, receive righteousness, receive holiness. And if you have, then it's not your righteousness, it's His. And it's accepted before the Father, which means you're accepted before the Father. And that's why then, even though you may have messed up terribly, that's why after having received, you can come boldly. Right before the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To obtain your mercy, get your grace to help in the time of need. Can you say amen? Amen. So what we saw in these, uh, leading up to this number 16, there were 10 previous episodes or events where they had an opportunity to trust God but did not. The first one was at the Red Sea. And we see the unbelief manifested in fear. It said they feared greatly. So unbelief is shown in fear. Then when they got to the waters of Marah, they were bitter, they couldn't drink them, and they murmured against Moses and against Aaron. Uh, Unbelief is exhibited in murmuring, griping, complaining. Uh, Faith is shown in thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Um, then when they got to the wilderness of Zen, we see them uh, showing their unbelief by looking back. They were like, man, it was good when we were back in Egypt, you know. We, we sat by the flesh pots and, and we ate watermelon and, and cucumbers and it was so great. And you were a slave, dummy? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh -huh. And there's plenty of cucumbers right over here in the land that flows with milk and honey. If you'll just get it together and keep moving, right? You can have more than you've ever had and not be a slave. You can be free, but they, see, unbelief looks back. Unbelief keeps trying to go back. And faith moves forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember when Caleb and Joshua, when they saw the land, they said, let's go get it. Is that right? Let's go take it. Let's go do it now. Faith moves forward. Unbelief looks back. Tries to retract. Go to back. Then um, it was uh, the manna test that happened. They, they didn't listen. They disobeyed. Unbelief disobeys. Then when he told them to rest on the Sabbath day, they wouldn't rest. Unbelief won't rest. Can, can you see we're, we're drawing a contrast? Faith will rest. Unbelief won't. Faith will obey. Unbelief won't. Unbelief yields to fear. Faith refuses to fear. Come on, can you see that? We're drawing a contrast. That's why the Bible gives us so much information on this, because you can learn so much about faith through seeing the differences and the contrast. Then at Rephidim, they tempted God. And they said, is God among us or not? Prove it to us. That's a stupid thing to do. Uh, you, who do you think you are? You're not God, right? They were the ones being tested and failing the test, and they're challenging God. Uh, unbelief does that. And you, you'll find people that claim to be smart and intellectual, they're doing that too. Well, prove to me that you exist. How about taking another breath? <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There's your proof right there. <laughs> uh, on Mount Sinai, they replaced God with golden calves. See, unbelief is a, a re rejecter of God's choices. We're seeing that again with this thing in number 16. And always replacing, trying to replace God. That's why he said, you shall have no other gods before me. They complained at Tabera, and they, they lusted instead of trusting at Kibroth Hateva. And then finally, number 10, when they got to Kadesh Barnea, uh, it was evidenced they were absolutely unpersuadable. It, it, they had seen all the signs and wonders in Egypt. That didn't convince them. They saw the Red Sea and all of that opening and, and their enemies. That didn't convince them. They saw the waters turn sweet. That didn't convince them. They saw manna falling out of the sky. That didn't convince them. They saw water coming out of the rock. That didn't convince them. Can you see what we're talking, what we're dealing with here? Unpersuadable. It wouldn't matter how much they had seen or how many opportunities. They'd made up their mind. You can't convince them. You can't prove it to them. Said out loud, I refuse, I refuse to have an evil heart of unbelief. I refuse to be obstinate and stubborn with God. I will be quick to believe, quick to repent, quick to obey, quick to trust my God. Trust my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our time's up for today. Let's say it like we do sometimes at the close. I live by faith. 
I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I am strong in faith, giving glory to God. If you haven't been making confessions, this might seem a little bit new and strange to you, but there's reasons why we do it. The Lord is the apostle and high priest of what's coming out of our mouth. Well, we'll see you again soon back here at Faith School. Come and we'll grow some more. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.